What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transform podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking unto identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Logan Eaton and Kyle Entman, my good bros. Hey there. How is it? How is it? Excellent. How is it? Good to be back, James. How you going? Good. It's good to be back home. Good. Where were you? Guatemala. Uh, <laughs> a lot of different places. Yeah. Wow. Surprised you didn't know. Right yeah, next door. I don't door think anybody knew you were. I don't think, Puerto think Rico. you knew you were going. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like to take random flights out of the, yeah. right there. In yeah. your head? Yeah, in my head too. Sure. But it's yeah. cheaper that way. <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. 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 Well, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It was pleasant weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was just at home, North Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> the old Toledo. Yeah. Well, busy finishing up some yoga teacher training. Boom! Is this the last one? We just had this the week? last one this last week. Oh, and this is like the inauguration. This yeah, where graduation. Where everyone, everyone teaches teach. a class. Good so, job. Uh, if any of the viewers want to show up for a class on purpose, then. Uh, Come yeah, on out. It'll have already happened by the time this goes out. Yeah. But yeah. Sunday at 5? 2 30. 2 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Close. <laughs> That's it. Puerto Rico time. Yeah. 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 Be a good way to give back and, you know, show show some yo yoga moves yeah. while at the same time sending a message of hope and vision and purpose to people. Bam, baby. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. How long is the class? Just about one hour. About one Is it every hour. week now? No, it's just going to be this one time. Oh, um, okay. I mean, With who, that group? who knows what will happen. But uh, This is for the curriculum that you were doing? Yeah, it's part of like the, just one of the requirements to, you know, went through it. So, But there could be more in the future if you pass and get your license? There's no licensure stuff, but oh. I mean, if people seem to like it, they might give me another chance. If not, then it is what <laughs> it is. We could make you a certificate. You can make me one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut out or a piece of a mine. cereal box. Yeah. yeah, certified. It's a 200-hour teacher training type thing, but there's no like, I don't know, there's no national alliance of yoga. Of stretching. Yeah, teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be epic. Mm-hmm. 200 hours. It felt it, like it's but, been But like who's counting? Who's counting? I don't felt know. Like Week, it was weekends like flew by real yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that is good. So, we'll see what happens. Okay. Do you get to pre-register? No, you just come. Just come. You can if you want to, you know. Be weird. Show it on the... the uh, the itinerary that you're going to show up but other than that i mean you can you can you can check in before but oh, it's not okay. a big deal has anybody like pre-registered i believe so yeah i had wow. a couple people yeah nice yeah real nice yeah yeah real nice. ask my dad if he wanted to <laughs> <laughs> he's done yoga before yeah nice yeah what's the old yoga attire there you wear socks or shoes or that's a great question because I wouldn't know. You can wear whatever you want. You can wear whatever you yeah, want. Um, but typically barefoot. Barefoot. And shorts. Oh, yeah. Weird. And uh, t shirt. 
Logan. <laughs> I mean, whatever you'd wear to the gym, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Just no shoes or socks. Preferably no sh- <laughs> no shoes, at least. Yeah. You never done it before? I don't Have think I've ever done yoga. You never done a class before, James? No. Okay. All right. I don't know if I've ever done any exercise class before. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can guarantee it won't be your average yoga. It class. won't be your average. I'll try to spice not it up. Not your average. Oh, that's Let's a try good to spice it up. That's not your, not average your average yoga, yoga class. It might be your last one though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far from average. Yeah. That it was extraordinary. Nice. Yeah. Bam. Nice. What about you guys? Mm, yeah, what's happening over there? What's it's crack lackling? Any cracklings lately? Crack? No, crackling? I threw the rest of those out. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I don't think they were. Yeah, you can only last them for a couple days. Mm. You just threw them out. Mm-hmm. You'd think all that pig fat would cure them for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. They started to taste weird anyway, so. Yeah. Threw them right out. Tell the farmer that you did that. Finishing up a meatloaf, huh? Did you say put him in meatloaf? No, I'm just finishing up a meatloaf right now. Oh wow! Turkey or regular beef? Uh, Beef and pork. I mixed some beef and pork together. Yeah, it's pretty good. Beef and crackling together. (laughs) I love a good meatloaf. Me too. You like uh, ketchup? Uh, Ketchup? Yeah, there was the recipe had like a sweet and sour sauce Mm. to it. I think Mm -hmm. so. I kind of did that and added some hot sauce to it. It turned out okay. Cool. Turned out all right. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. So you just kind of mm-hmm. mold, shape that into what shape you want. Shape it into to. whatever shape you want, yeah. Okay. yeah. Then, do, you, do you have a loaf pan? Uh, not a loaf pan. I just put it in a regular glass. Just like mm-hmm. a rectangle? Yeah, pan, yeah. Rectangular. Sweet. But I made the meatloaf in a heart shape. Oh, classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very classic. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's nice, yeah. That's hey, <laughs> you like? They make loaf? a lot of those cookerwares, whatever pants in different shapes. Yeah, they do. So you could do a lot of things. You could get a muffin tray and make miniature. You can do that. Yeah. Oh man, that is yeah. good. Little yeah. swoopy on top and <laughs> just eat it like yeah. a yeah. yeah. Oh. Ketchup? You like ketchup on it? Yeah, I do oh, like yeah, ketchup on good. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, not much working, <laughs> reading. Yeah, you reading anything delicious lately? Just saw me's 107 today. And what's talking that? about uh, these guys being on a boat, and the and the storm came, and mm-hmm. they and they it sounded like they were like they were merchants, and they were they knew exactly like where they were going, what they were doing. They were they were dialed in on the, the journey, but then the storm came, and they cried out to God, and uh, and then everything. So it was almost like I don't know the storm came and they were they almost like they remembered God and uh, and then they cried out to God and, and then everything got calm and and the the piece that I remembered was like God brought them exactly where they wanted to go like the destination that they desired He brought them into that that haven I think it said like the safe haven that they exactly where they want to go so yeah it was it was a good song talked about like the the beginning was like remember your story and and remember to tell it to people and then it goes through like different things like like uh like remember when you were a a, a, remember when you acted foolishly and you did this and this and this and then this happened then you cried out to god and and everything you know um and and god you cried out to god and, and things you know 
uh, I don't know. I don't, don't want to say like things just got fixed, but like it, it, it was, um, you got back on the right course. So it went through different ones and one of them was a boat mm. on the ship or on the sea and it was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. 107, Psalm 107. It's a good one. Bam. Yeah. Cool. Exactly where you wanted to go. But this, but a storm came, but you still got there. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Still got there. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, the, even though it seemed like the course was going to be destined to. Yeah. It was like, yeah, off, yeah. They the, still pushed through and yeah, still the, got there. Right. The writer said everyone was at their wits end on the boat mm. and they just, they just cried out to God, but then everything grew calm mm. and uh, they finished the course. But yeah, it's good. 107. Yeah, rough seas don't uh aren't aren't always a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. I mean, for yeah. Jonah it was. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> but that was a deliberate he about was, face. Yeah, he went in the whale. Yeah, yeah. He did. He still ended up on his shore, but Yeah, I was um uh, there was a a quote in the book I was reading called um it said uh oh, Here's this other one. This is kind of funny, but this is a Russian proverb. <laughs> it said, "It said before you go to war, pray once. Before you go on the sea, pray twice. Before you get married, pray three times." <laughs> <laughs> I've never done probably any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> probably pretty true. But uh, yeah, but then the other quote there was uh was that smooth seas don't produce um skillful sailors mm. you know just just the concept that <clears throat> just because oh yeah yeah you told me that one yeah yeah, yeah. i like J- that one just because you you wind up in some trouble doesn't mean you should turn around and quit right it's it's the people who learn how to sail through the storms that are the people who become skillful Mm-hmm. growing experience and ability you know it's different to just go out on a day nice sunny day calm you know and just hang out in the harbor is that's one thing and it's another thing to sail across the ocean for months on end you know yeah through all kinds of different uh environments and whatnot but yeah smooth seas don't produce skillful sailors i was thinking about that when i was little bit hot and bothered myself mm-hmm. and i just started thinking about this concept of like shut up you know it's just like well it's just like that concept that it's like it doesn't just because it gets harder it gets uncomfortable you got to deal with this you got to deal with that and you're getting fed up with this and fed up with that it's like it doesn't matter yeah you know you, you the reason why you have resolve is so that when you go through these instances you actually go through them and start instead of running from them. You know, it's mm. like, again, it's not a sign. Your circum- your situations and circumstances are not always a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. You yeah, know, yeah. if you're, you're out heading, heading out and you run into a roadblock, that doesn't mean you quit. It just means you figure out how to get around it. You know, it just brings in back the idea of what commitment actually is and what perseverance is. And how when you said, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm going to the destination, then whatever obstacles I face, even if I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, and then you go do that, you're like, oh, that didn't work, right? You're like, 
Well, that doesn't mean you should stop. That doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you you have to continue to work it out. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was something I was thinking about. Yeah, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it builds your trust too. Like once you get through that, you make it to the next point, right, right. the checkpoint. You know, then when that comes again, you're going to get you're going to get through it. Mm. Otherwise, you don't ever get out and do something. You never get through those things, and you don't know. You always you're always fearful when they come, and then you always turn back. And you always right. keep turning back. So trusting to just go through the storm yeah. wall, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah. what is uh, let's let's say Paul says uh. Uh, rejoice in your struggles. Sure. I think that's, yeah, which can be, uh, you know, challenging when you're going through them, but because uh, testing or produces perseverance, sure. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one I try to go back to when mm. I'm feeling like, oh, man, what am I going to do or mm. how am I going to do this? Or, uh, you know, it's just like just putting one foot in front of the other, honestly. Yeah. And like even when you're feeling like, uh, you know, just just continuing on that kind of that cultivation process of planting the seeds and it might not feel like things are moving forward or, you know, you're caught up in your head about all these other anxieties and fears you've created, but you just try to move, keep on moving. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think once you have that vision or purpose that we talked about, they can go back to that. Yeah. And then yeah. just keep, okay, all right, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about that, the concept of where, you know, think and act beyond how you feel. Because you could feel down in the dumps or you could feel grumpy or this and that, but it's like, if you want to get out of that emotional haze where because what happens is like in that emotional haze, your body becomes the mind. And so you think thoughts based upon how you feel, you act and speak to other people based upon how you feel. And if you feel like crap, then that's how you treat and act and whatever. But it's like when you, when you recognize you're in that and you're having a hard time getting out of it, but it's it, the, the idea is that if you can start thinking thoughts and taking action, against how you feel like so essentially you kind of cast off your emotions and you just you act you choose how you're going to act instead of you know being enslaved by how you feel Mm -hmm. but so think and act beyond how you feel but yeah just like you're talking about like you just keep moving forward it's like well this feels like whatever but (laughs) i know this is where i'm going i know this is what i'm supposed to do so i'm just even though mm-hmm. it's a little dark right now, I'm going to keep jamming. Yep. Yeah. I, there's that uh, Psalm 23. You know, and David's talking about, um, he's like, you know, I, I go through the valley of the shadow of death. He's like, but I don't fear any evil for God's with me. Right? His rod and his staff are with me. And he's like, he, he, he sets up a table. You know, God sets up this table. Uh, and in the presence of all of my enemies. So it's like in this dark place, in this place where here's like, he's surrounded by all his enemies and God sets up a table right in the middle uh, of kind of all this mayhem. He's like, he anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. He's like, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. But it's just interesting to just like in the midst of all the whatever's, 
you, this is possible, right? Where you, your internals, your mind, your thoughts, your emotions do not have to be affected by the outside circumstances, right? Because those things don't always dictate the truth. They can be whatever they are, but that there, there could be stuff opposing you. But when you're in God and moving in a direction based upon the kingdom, you'll have opposition, but that opposition doesn't have to change who you are. Like you don't, you don't have to mirror what other people maybe are saying to you or the way they're acting. It's just, it's possible to be unaffected by your outside environment and your inside environment be so legit that you end up turning a hostile environment on the outside into like a tamer environment Mm -hmm. all because you didn't get swept up. But it's just a, it's a fun picture where God's just like, Hey man, let's hang out. It's like, Oh crap, this is really scary. Like there's all this stuff around us. He's like, no man, let's just hang out. Let's just talk, you know, just focus on me. He's like, don't worry about it. You know, that's just like kind of gets back into that trust. Mm. Like the disciples were in the boat. Jesus is asleep. It's storming. Everybody's freaking out. The water is coming in. He's like, oh my gosh, we are going to (laughs) die. Jesus wakes up and he's like, dude, why are you guys freaking out? Yeah. Yeah. Calms the storms down. He's like, don't Mm. you guys have any faith? Mm -hmm. Like that's just, that's a perspective that's available. Right. You can live that way. Yeah. It's just, it's possible. It's not so abstract that it's so unattainable it's like it's there yeah it was like that um you know the father with a demon possessed son jesus comes up into that situation you know and the son the father said hey you know the disciples couldn't heal him but then jesus was like how long am i gonna stick with you like i don't know what he said but like like Something to the extent of like lack of faith or just like, you know, these people who just don't get it. Just meaning that there's like, there's, there's a, there's these, there's this faith, there's this trust, there's this relationship and this intimacy that intimacy that's available. Yeah. And I think just the knowledge of that can increase your faith in, in the book, you know, to believe that that's actually possible. So I was just thinking about this concept that there's like, I don't know. There's like levels of faith, but I don't know if that's right. You know, it's not like level one, level two, but more like there's like depths of, of faith where it just, it, or maybe like a maturing of faith where like your roots just kind of go down deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like, just, just continuing to hold that knowledge. Think about these thoughts. Think about who God is. It's like, it, it causes your faith to grow. Cause like sometimes it's like, I can, I can hear somebody talk and I can see their perspective and, and I can see that it's wrong. But I, the reason I can see that is because I, I can relate to it or, or have had that in the past. But then it's like, I think about however strong I am now and however mature I am right now. I know that there's somebody else who could hear me in ways that I talk about what I'm doing. They'd be like, you know, they could see the same thing in me. I just like, there's just these levels of, of faith. But I think as you continue to marinate in that knowledge and in the truth, that faith just continues to mm-hmm. go deeper and wider. Yeah. Taller. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Yeah. And sometimes you think there's like a, 
you think there's a, like a swarm of bees flying around your head, but there's really, <laughs> there's really not. And you're just swatting at nothing. Right. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Very and true. you're just missing like the, the life that you could have with the, the reality that there's right. no bees there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 Thinking about that, yeah, that is. Sometimes right. you can get caught in that mindset, though. Sure, you think there's bees trying to sting you, and you're just swatting it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just creating. Yeah, stuff up you in create your things head. in yeah. your head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I s- said, like you know, that's where I think having that going back to. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm just gonna keep on. You know, even if I do fall, I'm just gonna keep on trudging this this road. You know, I see the vision yeah. and you wake up or something's not going your way or you're dealing with something and you're just like, all right, well, sometimes like just doing something, just doing it to keep yourself busy. Like I find that yeah. just keep going, you yeah. know, staying busy can be important too. It's just something. to keep yourself like occupied during a trial. Yeah. 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 I was kind of like in a little bit of emotional weirdness. I just had an interaction with a customer whatever and it just kind of made my mind go sideways and the whole time i'm just trying to like you know try not to hang out in it but it's like i don't know i there's just been a little bit of this emotional haze that has kind of stuck around these last couple weeks and then just i don't know today or i was just like i'm freaking i'm not gonna let this bullcrap run my life like my emotions don't get to dictate the quality of my life you know i was yesterday i had the thought i was like Oh, that that uh, that really wasn't that great of a day. I never have that thought because I don't I don't live like that. I I choose how I want to act and how I want to think and what I want to do. Like if something happens, we fix it and we move on. But I was hung up in like this past moment and just kind of kept it going with on the projector screen of my mind. Yeah. Right. And I was just, but I was just today, I was just like, I'm screw that dude. I'm not, I am not a slave to my emotions. I'm not because like there was a temptation was oh just go sit down and watch a show or something. I said, like, I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to tap out and numb out just because I have a weird emotion. My life and my purpose and my goals, they don't automatically stop just because I'm in like a weird you know, mental status. Screw that junk. Yeah. I'm taking my life back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Heck yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are again. What? Is it just saying the emotionals are can be can be I don't know, it could just be sometimes that stuff pops up when especially when you're like moving somewhere. Like you're just trying to go somewhere. It's almost like it's almost like you know the the devil or, the, or Satan knows that like you're you're okay. He's stepping up now. He's moving. He's going somewhere. And it's just like there's just like stuff thrown at you, even mentally. It's it's just like I would I would have never worried about that, but because I'm going somewhere now, it's almost like you're hyper aware of all these things, trying to trying to block you from going somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. True. I just yeah. I, I just kind of come become aware of that. Like when you decide to go somewhere, do something, you start to become hyper aware of all these little things that so it's even more important uh, not not more important but it's it's critical to just have that faith i think when you when you decide to step out get going put the car in gear because mm. yeah things i mean whether you realize it or not i think it's just that hyper awareness of everything trying to slow you down yeah i think sometimes too it's just like but it's like it's a little bit of like the testing but it's like all right well 
you know, some of this, some of this stuff will cause just whatever to kind of rise up in you. It's like, all right, but I can handle this. Yeah. Like, you know, where you, you go maybe into an old framework, framework of thinking where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you get so hung up and get emotional about it, you know, and that just kind of runs into the emotional cycle. But it's like, instead it's like, no, I can handle this. I can literally, I can communicate. I can do this. It's like, this is just such a small thing. You know, it's like, so yeah, maybe these things do come, but then you freaking, you handle it though. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, you use your maturity, you use your knowledge, you use your wisdom, but then you don't, you don't get all hung up on it. You just get, let's freaking get dialed in. Mm -hmm. Just like you were talking about Kyle, just talking about re-upping that vision, you know, remembering, no, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's, you're getting you're getting close. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't mm-hmm. crap out now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Don't yeah. crap out now. Just yeah. keep swimming. And yeah. I think if you keep on, like you said, keep on swimming, you'll s- keep seeing the, um, the opportunities to keep going towards your vision or little things will come up and they'll renew your, vitality i really yeah. think like so because you'll go true. through days where you're like gosh oh, you know man nothing's you know or how am i gonna do this and then you'll like see like something will come up and be like okay cool and just those little gifts of renewing that vitality yeah are helpful for real you know yeah totally yeah that is real i almost wonder like how many how how like you know that encounter i had with uh I don't know, just a couple people. It's just like, how many more of those are out there, though? It's like, how many more, like, sweet encounters, like, stuff that's like, you know, I just, I haven't even thought of. You could just run into somebody and be like, that was, like, amazing. Like, how, you know, how many of those are out there? It's just like, are those readily available? Just like, you know, it's just that that kind of thought of, dude, I dare you to, I, I, you know, I dare you to go just all in, get after it. Yeah. I I did a I did a an article this week on that the talk of um smooth seas don't produce skillful sailors and uh, I was talking about this you know cuz talking about commitment a little bit and I was talking about this this time I we were at Lake Michigan we were in Bear Dunes and uh you know the water's like crystal clear it's like looks like the uh Caribbean but instead of the water being like 80 degrees, it's like 60 degrees. But <laughs> I don't know what it is. But anyways, but yeah, it's beautiful, right? But then off in the distance, you could see where it got deeper because it got it went from like that turquoise, whatever, to like uh, dark blue. And so I convinced my brother-in-law. I said, hey, man, let's go swim out to the dark blue. And so we did. You know, you're swimming out there. And I had like my, I had some sandals on, some short, you know, my shorts, a shirt, and we were swimming out there and you know, you could see the bottom bottoms like 15, 20 feet down. But then like the further we got out there, it got like choppy. And then it's like the further you got out there, it's like, there's no, there's no, um, point of reference. So as it got choppy, it was hard to tell if there was a current and it was hard to tell if I was like moving. I didn't know if I was making any, any progress (laughs) in the direction I was going. So we kind of got out there, you know, the dark blue, from the shore looked like a 
you know, crystal clear line. But once you got out there, it's just kind of all blurred out. So anyways, we got far enough and turned around. But at this point, dude, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty tired. Sure. So I took my sandals, which floated. I shoved them underneath my shirt to give me a little buoyancy. But you start, you know, swimming back, dude. And I'm just like, I'm feeling it. Wow. Yeah. How far out were you? I don't know. Football field length? We were, we were, uh, we were I don't know. We were out there Jeez. a little ways. But, um, yeah, but, you know, it was just interesting because when you're out there on the water, you're 100% committed, right? It's like there is, <laughs> there is in this moment, even though I'm tired and, like, I'm unsure if there's a current or not. So because of that, there's a certain amount of effort I have to put forth because if I, if I slow up on my, on my, uh, on my effort, I could find myself falling backwards and I, I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. falling backwards <laughs> so you know so there's there's i'm I'm tired you have to continue to keep pushing but it's like the thing about the water is you you can't just quit you can't just give yeah. up like if you stop swimming you'll find yourself underwater it's yeah. like you have to keep going but just that 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 you know in contrast to just like our purpose and our vision and our goals it's like sometimes on land you could find the convenience of like tapping out or you know, get like, let me just get distracted. Let me numb out for a little bit. You know, I'll come back. But it's like in this place in the water, I was so committed that there was no option but to keep going. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, just thinking about that, that kind of commitment on land, though. Like there is no other option. I'm so in so deep. I just it just doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep. And there's a current, though. There's a real life current. There is a real life current. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A life current? Yeah, there's always a real life current, right? The TV, the social medias, the, you know. Um, I'm not saying those things are, like, evil, but, like, those things, if you, give them, if you give them enough... <laughs> Give enough of your attention, they can they can pull you in mm-hmm. and start giving more and more time. Yeah, those things. Yeah, the current, just the even just like the, the um the thought of just living the the average life, you know, just mm-hmm. doing the job, mm. doing the forty, um, just doing getting through the, the week. Yeah. yeah, you know whatever right. whatever it takes to get through the week and whatever it takes to have fun on the weekend. The current, yeah, the, the current. Yeah, don't yeah. get caught in the current. Don't get caught in the current. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a jet boat. Right, the current. Mm-hmm. Even when you're kind of like, whoa, flailing <laughs> around. You know, especially that current, current kind of like when you're flailing around. Kind of maneuvers you. Yeah. 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 yeah if you're just floating around out there, it's just gonna push you wherever. Yeah. Wherever the wherever the current's going. Yeah. Don't just float around. Don't just float around. Take your flip flops and stuff them in your pants and stuff them in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Keep jamming. I'm just. I was thinking. A fish didn't bite you, huh? No. Wow. No. Do you usually there get bit like by fish? No, no but like it's no always a weird fear of, of me. Weird. No, you couldn't see him or anything down there. No, man. Where we where we were staying, we were staying right on the water. Yeah. And yeah, you could go. You go out way far and you could walk out super far but i would go out there and i'd go out into the deep blue on the raft i'd row out there but dude i we never saw like one fish wow and you could see you could see in the water not one fish one fish. what season was it 
apparently not fish season. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It was summer. Oh. Hmm. The equinox? Yeah. <coughs> yeah probably did it. Prime Meridian, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so today we're talking about being sanctified. Sanctification. Mm. And sanct- to be sanctified means to be made holy and set apart for a purpose. For a purpose. Which is everything we've been talking about thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just thinking about this. Because, you know, there there are some verses talking about being sanctified, and then there's some verses like, like as in like it's a process, but then there's some as in like, no, you already are it, right? This concept of being made holy and then set apart uh, for a reason. So in Hebrews 10.10, it says, uh, by that will, talking about the will of God, we've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And uh, in First um, Corinthians, it says, First Corinthians six eleven. But you were washed when you were sanctified, and were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. But then in um, in um, yeah, in First Thessalonians, this is what we were reading last Sunday. He says, uh, Paul says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. But th- this one in, in, in terms of being sanctified, it's like. Like, may you continue to be like through and through in your whole, in your spirit, in your soul, in your body. Right. But not, but like this, I feel like this is like, has to do with being transformed by the renewing of your mind. But uh, I like what it said in the amplified version. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through that is separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure, whole and undamaged consecrated to him set apart for his purpose and may your spirit and your soul and your body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation, and he will do it. Yeah, I was just thinking about this concept where it says the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And God didn't call us to something that... Uh, was impossible, right? He, he doesn't call you to something without first giving you the capacity for it. You know, you think about, you think about Moses and God was like, Hey man, I'm going to use you to deliver Israel. He's like, Whoa, Hey, you know, I don't know about this, you know? And God's like, Oh, you know, put your hand in your, in your shirt, take it back out. Oh, it's leprous. He's like, Oh, people don't listen to you. You know, show them this sign. He's like, oh, what do you have in your hand? The step, put it down, becomes a snake, right? Like, God just brings all these solutions. He's like, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use you. You know, Jeremiah, God says, hey, you're a prophet to the nation. Jeremiah said, whoa, hey, I'm just a kid. He's like, no, nobody panic. He's like, I'm sending you. And he touches his mouth. And he's like, I just put my words in your mouth. It's like, God doesn't call us to something without bringing the capacity. And it's like, to be made holy right is to receive what Jesus 
Jesus's sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? It, it made us justified, which means to be declared righteous and in right standing and then set apart for a specific purpose, not just for anything, but like to freaking do something. And he will do it. Yeah. What, what was that? That last part of that verse says, <laughs> um, he's hit something and something and then he will do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's going to do it? Yeah. God. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, what was it? He is uh, sit, like setting you apart as, as sanctified, yeah. giving you all the things that you need. Right, right. Can right. you just read that part one more time? Uh, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Yeah. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good promise. Right. Faithful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so this idea, right, that <clears throat> sanctified is made holy bam, position, identity, this is who I am, and then set apart for a purpose, right? So we were talking about when you become born again, you become adopted into sonship, you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and then at the same time, you become an ambassador of heaven on earth. So to be sanctified, right, is, is fallen right in line with that. So I'm just... Uh, Hold something up, Rot Chundas. Yeah, so in Matthew 16, um, Jesus is asking the disciples, he says, hey, who do people say I am? You know, they're like, oh, some John the Baptist, some Elijah, some this and that. And he's like, who do you guys say I am? And Peter says, oh, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And uh, so then Jesus says, uh, he says, on this rock, I will build my church. But that word church in the Greek is ecclesia, which means called out ones. And ecclesia was actually the word used to describe the Roman Senate at the time. And so it's just interesting that that the word God would use for his people was a governmental term. A government term, yeah. Yeah, so like the Senate, these were people who would hear the voice of Caesar and then they would go into the kingdom or an empire. I'm not sure what an empire is. What's the difference between empire and kingdom? But anyways, they would then go out and then they would fulfill his will, right? Caesar didn't have to get up off his throne to establish his kingdom or to expand it. He would send his delegates who came in his name, in his authority, and they would speak and act and do business on his behalf. But it's like, that's, that's the word that Jesus used for the church. And what was that verse again? What did it say? Yeah. It says on this rock, I will build my church. So the, so they were talking about, I'd have to find it. I'd have to let you look it up, but, uh, but the word for church was, yeah. Ecclesia. Yeah. Yeah, which is a compound word. The E-K is out, and then Klesia mm. is ones, something like that. 
Interesting. But yeah, it was a group of people who were essentially like rulers who went out and established the will of the king. And it's like, that's, that is us on purpose. And so, um, Paul writes to Timothy and he shares a couple examples that I feel like, um, relate to this to kind of bring in some understanding. And so in second Timothy two, three through seven, it goes like this. It says, this is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive his share of the crops. Then he adds, Reflect on what I'm saying for the Lord will give you insight into all this. But just on the concept of like, you, so you're set out for a purpose, right? Like we literally have a purpose on this earth. And just like you're talking about, it's not to just work 40 hours, you know, a week for 40 years to then save up to retirement, to then die and whatever, right? It's, it's about establishing the kingdom of heaven on earth on purpose with the gifts and everything you have right you have so that you can accomplish what you're called to do what was the piece with the athlete one more time he said anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules so he's saying like stay dialed in don't get caught up in the weird stuff going on in the societals and then he's saying follow the follow your moral principle follow my moral principles that that I laid out in the word and they say like work hard and you'll get you'll receive the fruit of of your labor kind of so he's kind of given different examples maybe yeah like dial in play by the rules follow my commands work hard and and uh um you'll you'll reap the benefit you'll reap the fruit yeah that's interesting yeah yeah and the first one was um and no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. To stay connected, stay dialed in and connected. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, I was thinking about the con- like the the contrast between like a, a civilian and a soldier, right? Who can be citizens of the exact same country, but have totally different purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, what what do you guys think are like? some differences between a soldier versus a civilian. Hmm. Uh, I think soldier affairs probably revolve more around like protection duties and um, staying disciplined, Hmm. staying, staying in top condition mentally and physically. Civilian duties would I don't know. It might it might just be like do your job, do whatever um, task you have to do in the day or whatever like trade you have. And just focus. Just do your trade, and then you have the, your your free time or whatever. And it's, and it's just um, what was what was the, what was the difference? Is that the question? Yeah. I think yeah. I think just the affairs are different. The sol- soldier for uh, affairs are they're they're always training for a time of war and the civilian affairs are just kind of, you know, 
always just whatever comes next. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you think about those? Just the contrast or whatever. Well, um at least in the you know, the United States, you know, soldiers well they they make a decision to join the ranks, military ranks or whatever. Um and they uh they follow orders, um rank and discipline and there's a structure to it. There is. Yeah. Um, civilians, not that there's not structure, but I, I feel like the um, soldiers are in line with a specific, um, you know, direction. And and when an order is placed, they're um, willing to, or that's their duty to to follow it. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, I, I was thinking how. Yeah, like a uh, like a soldier, <coughs> right? They they carry out the will mm-hmm. of the government. Like sure. they are the they're the the tool that turns what the government says into reality. Yeah, it's just interesting. And so in, in, in this in this uh, instance, right? He says. A soldier doesn't get caught up in civilian affairs, right? His his focus is to please his commanding officer. But I was just thinking about that concept of it's like, like your purpose and your duty, right? That these things kind of insulate you from kind of distraction and chaos and, you know, whatever. Because it's like it brings about a reason to have focus. It brings about a reason to bring about change. It brings about a reason to have discipline. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, don't get all caught, you know, don't be getting caught up in all the hublub of everybody else. It's like you've got a mission and a purpose. And it's like it's vitally necessary that you give your your whole self to it. But it's just it's interesting because I, I just I feel like that that call is out there, you know, for all of us. It's like understanding that one, that we're called on purpose to live on earth and establish the kingdom. Like, like we have the ability, the call, the power, you know, the authority, the duties and the responsibilities to carry out the will of God on earth. And it's like, you know, you look at that, the farmer, right? He says, uh, the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops, you know, and the, even the runner, it's like the athlete runs, but you don't get the victor's crown unless you run according to the rules. But I was just thinking about, it's like, there's a reward for those who run on purpose. There's a reward that's created, you know, like, uh, you're not going to reap a harvest if you don't sow the seed, right? You're, you're not going to get the victor's crown in a race if you don't give yourself wholly to it. Cause right. You got to prepare. You got to, you got to, you got to train, you got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to recover. Like you have, you have to get into a, a structure and a regiment because you're giving your whole self to whatever it is you're participating in. If you actually want to win, you have to get dialed in and focused. And so, no, you're not going out to drink beer and eat pizza and mm-hmm. eat 10 bags of jelly beans. Right. Because they're delicious, yeah, they are. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right? But there's a reason for it, though. It's not just because, like, well, let's just be weird and have, di- you know, let's right. just have this 
crazy sense of willpower, but it's like, it's unto something. There's a reason that you would have uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not just because it's the right thing. Right. I mean, I think sometimes we'll look at uh, being sanctified or, or being sanctified or this life just as like, Oh, you know, it's just one where you just kind of do whatever. And, and, you know, through the situations, circumstances, you know, God reveals himself and, you know, you become more holy and that's good. Mm-hmm. But it's like this life isn't just about, you know, staying away from sin. Right. This life is about like living and abiding and thriving and producing fruit and displaying the splendor of God on purpose. It's like if we get distracted and just this concept of. Yeah, you know, you just kind of float through life. You know, you just, I'm, you know, you know, I, I go to church. I love people. I do these things. All these things are good things. But it's just like there's something a little bit deeper out there. True. Yeah, definitely. Like having that discipline that you talked about. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, per, I was thinking, you know, so if you have the vision or what you want to do, having that discipline to, um, do the things that will help you to get to that point. And maybe it's physical exercise. Maybe it's reading more, taking care of yourself, uh, reaching out to people. I don't know. There's like a lot of disciplines you can do that will strengthen you like a soldier would do for prepping himself for battle. Or, I mean, you're doing disciplines as a soldier, not just physical, but mental that, um, align you with with things yeah that's a good point Mm -hmm. just like yeah because there's the training involved like there's like the Mm -hmm. actual like books and Mm -hmm. tests and like there's knowledge to learn and then there's like tactics you know and strategy and then you go out and you practice these things that you're learning right but it's like that's how you become skillful it's like you know you learn what you need to learn and then you start, you start getting put into the environment and you practice it. So you know what it's like so that you know how to handle it so that, you know, it's like you, you prepare yourself to succeed. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, it's just, you know, talking about being set apart for purpose, right? Jesus says, as the father sent me, so I send you Well, Jesus was the exact representation of the father. Mm Hmm. And Jesus went around and everybody he prayed for got healed. Everybody, you know, who was possessed got delivered. Anybody he wanted to raise from the dead came to life. And Jesus says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. You know, we talk about how Jesus said, it's literally, it's my food and it's my drink to do the will of him who sent me. It's like, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear him saying. He's like, I came here for this purpose, and this is what I'm after. It's just having that, the knowledge of what it is that your life is about is vitally necessary. And that's where you talk about the renewing, the transforming of the mind from 40 hours a week so I can make my money to get this car which isn't bad, but working not just for the money, but for greater, you know, building something bigger, you know, at least that's how I say like, you know, building, 
um, that unique vision or purpose that is within within you. Yeah, I think it's I think it is bad if you're neglecting your passion, if you're neglecting what you believe. Like, yeah, you know, working forty hours, saving up some money to buy a car, sure. But if you if you're doing that at the same time, neglecting what you know you should be doing or what you um uh i I don't know just having that that you know the potential to have an impact on the world leave a legacy and all that i think it is bad when you just neglect that so that you can have the car and the complacency of the 40 hour Mm -hmm. a week job i think that is a negative thing i think you're uh, you're uh like your life is is i don't know you're living at four percent potential (laughs) (laughs) sure just to throw out a random number. So yeah, I mean, we can say like, oh, it's not bad to want a car, but it is. You know, it is bad if you're doing that while neglecting the things that you want or the things that you know that you need to be doing in this life. I guess that's a, I don't know. Sure. Because I've heard that a lot in church and everything. It's like, oh, it's not bad to want these things and have these things and blah blah. blah. But in reality, it kind of is. I mean, unless you're well, it just depends on what where your motivations are at. Right. Right. Having stuff isn't the problem, right? Yeah, doing it with that motive, doing things just for the motivate by the motivation of okay, just because I want this, I guess not because, um, not because this is what I what I was born to do. Doing it just because I want to have this car or this image, right? I guess that's what I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you know, if you're chase if yeah if if you're chasing after this other stuff, like you said and purposely neglecting everything else yeah. mm-hmm. then yes your mind parts are in up your butt that's what, yeah, that's what the that's, yeah that sums it up that's what <laughs> i was saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean here so um going on in second timothy you know after he says reflect on what i'm saying he says remember jesus christ raised from the dead descended from david this is my gospel for which i am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal but god's word is not changed therefore i endure everything for the sake of the elect right for the people that they too may obtain the salvation that is in christ jesus with eternal glory here's a trustworthy saying if we die with him we will also live with him if we endure we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. And he says, keep reminding God's people of these things. Then warn them not to talk about nonsense. Mm. But yeah, I was just, Mm. I was just thinking about that. You know, it's just, if we if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. All right? If we are faithful, faithless, he'll remain faithful because he can't stop being himself. Mm-hmm. You know, but Jesus talked about it. He said, Hey man, if 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 anyone denies me before man, I will deny him before my father. But anyone who proclaims me, you know, before men, I will also proclaim before my father. There is definitely a distinction between living in the kingdom and not living in the kingdom. But it's, it's not about stuff, this or that, you know, is this stuff bad? Or how much is that? Or, how, you know, how much stuff is this bad or good or whatever? But it's, it's the motivations. Mm, yeah. 
Because sometimes, man, you can do the right things with the wrong motivations, and that junk will jack you up. That's how you get burnt out, beat up, jacked up, right? Yeah. Right, because sometimes we just get caught up in in this, this thing called sin and give it kind of all kinds of power, but you think, okay, well, here's all the things I know not to do, and you, you spend all your energy trying to not do these things. And it's like, but if all, if all you know is what not to do, you don't know enough. Like, because if what not to do is a malfunction, which means like things literally don't work well, like there's so much friction or so much, the parts just don't work together that it, it, it causes malfunction, dysfunction, and then it breaks. So if all you know is what not to do, you don't know enough because if we're not supposed to do one thing, that means you are supposed to do another thing. But it's not just because it's like, here, you got to do what's right. No, it's because it's literally a function. It literally will benefit you to do it because it then works. Yeah. Like, you know, because sometimes, you know, you get focused, you'd be like, oh, man, you guys need to start having, stop having sex, you know, sex, you know, you can't have sex before you're married. Well, why? And then, I don't know, it's just a sin. Well, it's, <laughs> you don't, Right. There's a purpose and a reason, though, for marriage. Like marriage is literally a reflection of Christ in the church. Right. And you having babies outside of marriage creates this massive malfunction where you got single parents, you got people over here, people over here, and everybody's jacked up, broke down, beat up. Why? Because it's a malfunction. Because there's literally function in marriage. There's something so epically beautiful about marriage. But if all we know is, hey, man, don't have sex, but you don't have a good enough reason to not get into it, then you'll never, you know, you just do whatever you want. You have, to, there's a reason. I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven has a reason to actually get into it. There's a purpose. It's not just, hey, if you do this, you're going to hell. If you don't not do that as much, maybe you'll get into it. You know, it's just like, <laughs> shut your face. There's a reason why God created the world and mankind, man. And it wasn't just for a sucky, poopy, cow patty kind of life and mentality, man. It was for... The glory, man. Over and over, he said said something about somewhere. But having it with glory, being sanctified with glory, showing up at the end with glory, being conformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Well, what do you guys think? Powerful. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. I was trying to find a uh, acronym for, or <laughs> a something yeah, for to, to, explain, <laughs> to explain like uh, that thing where like you focus on the wrong, you focus so much on not doing something instead of focusing on what should that be done. Do it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's almost like, um, I don't know. I was, I was trying to think of a metaphor for that, but I couldn't, <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's true. It's um, yeah. You almost fall into that thing that you're trying not to think about. What can even like even just the anxiety of that can screw you up. Just having that anxiety about it can screw everything up. Yeah. And cause the cause the gears to start clashing. That that should be operating normally, but um. Yeah, it's interesting. It's extremely interesting mm -hmm. how. Um, yeah, just I'd like to see like how. 
like a, a, a day's worth of focus breaks down into it. Like what, <laughs> what do you focus Ooh, on? Got way off track there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, are you focusing on these stupid things sure. that are like, that don't have any value or don't have any, like, or aren't getting you anywhere Right. where the, where the gears are just like constantly just like the gear. There's not even any gears left. It's just flat <laughs> things. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just, it's probably insane. Like, how much we think about that stuff and really it's just like how much is actually actually out there to be grasped right mm. now i don't know yeah yeah and um it's easy to get like uh, twisted into that mindset of i sh- i shouldn't do this or i can't do this or God's going to hate me or, Mm. you know, somehow dislike me or something if I do this. And it's like, from my understanding, like, that's like impossible. Like you talked about the sanctification, like, Mm. like we are like, we're like in his image and, you know, to walk around with that fear mindset is very detrimental. Not that we should sin, but we shouldn't sin just because we know of, the glory that who we are and like keeping our bodies like temples and uh, and realizing like that's the vehicle that is going to get us to that greater purpose and we know we have you know free will we can distort it and and sin and twist it all we want but you know we we have that choice but choosing not to is what will get us to that the sweet spot that we want to be in yeah you get to that and you can still you know do whatever you want with your life but there's you know having that dedication towards that purpose and why you're on this planet can help give you that motivation not to do those whatever behaviors but walking around with a I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. Oh my gosh, I just did that. Oh, it's the end of the world, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, no, that's just going to cause you more distortion up in your head. Yeah. And trying to see the goodness, like it is, like why we're here, like the goodness of it. Like there's a true goodness and beauty all around us that we can distort easily. Mm. At least I can. Yeah, well, I think, you know, so to be sanctified means to be made holy, right? So you, that that it disqualifies any of these thoughts where it's like, well, I'm not good enough, or I'm just a human, or I'm just this. No, you've been made holy, and then you were set apart for a specific purpose, and it was the pr- purposes of God. Yeah, one of the I was gonna say one of the yeah. common thoughts I used to have was like I should hate myself more <laughs> to to feel closer to God or to feel mm. God's love more. I should yeah. hate myself more or think or try to make things harder for myself more to try to feel closer to God or feel God's love. And I think that's, that's not, I think that's pretty common. I think, especially in the church, um, where like, I heard something on the radio yesterday about one of these, uh, one of these well-known, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, uh, like TV preachers or radio preachers or whatever book authors, whatever he was saying, like, um, when like he, I don't know, he was saying like something about focusing on all our shortcomings when you feel, um, 
when you when you feel like you're you're distant from God or something's focusing on all our shortcomings and failures that you should to, yeah yeah and then to, to realize your own inadequacies and all that stuff about like I was just thinking about that it's like man that's that I mean I mean you're not you're not moving anywhere though you're not you're not you're not maturing in your faith you're not that I don't know how that can get you closer to God if your perspective of yourself is so <laughs> so messed up because that's not the perspective that God has of you so there's disalignment there but i just think yeah one of those negative things is like to to think like you can focus on how bad you are and how much you know you want to hate yourself because you think that will make god love you more or something but um that was just one of the negative thoughts that i i used to focus on a lot yeah that i think is common yeah 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 well it's just like so God proved his love for us, right? By sending Jesus who, while we were sinners, died for us on the cross, right? But then it's like, okay, now that you're redeemed, like, he, yeah, sanctification, he hates you. Yeah, <laughs> sanctification disproves all of those things. Right, right. And, and and all of those strategies to get closer to God or to, to realize God's adequacy and our inadequacy. Sanctification completely disrupts all that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, I heard recently, and it went, God, I, I don't It ended with God uses you. God does stuff through you in spite of you, or God does stuff in spite of, not like in the sense it's like you mess up and this and that, but God still uses you in spite of you. And I'm just like, that's cow patties, <laughs> like smeared all over the wall. This concept of like, you suck, but then God will somehow still use you because he's so good, but you so suck. Well, if he's so, look, what he did was literally so good that it brought about actual transformation. People want to hang us. If when you get so stuck and all you know is a little bit about salvation and all you know is like, okay, but I just got to stop sinning, but I can't freaking figure out how to stop sinning. But that is my life. Well, I'm just no good. And then the only environment you hang out with is one that says, well, you know, we just, we're just, we're not whatever. We just, we just kind of love yeah, and this, that, which is good. You know, people are like, well, we just like to love people and this and that, but you know, we're just not that great, which whatever. But it's like, dude, you'll never, you'll never create mass movement. You'll never have epic, like uh, freaking influence like Jesus had, whom he said, as the father sent me, so I send you. And we're to be conformed into his image on purpose. That's God's will, right? God doesn't call you into something without also giving you the capacity. But you, you were talking about like the, the analogy for focusing on all your crap. And, um, but it's, it's, it's the movie boss baby who, um, the two kids are running away from the, the nanny and, uh, there's one kid, he's on his bike. He's got the boss baby in the basket. They're riding down the, uh, the road, the nanny's in the back, you know, on like a, uh, uh, what's it called? A, wa a wagon oh. <laughs> a wagon or whatever. Well, anyways, his somehow his, his uh, training wheels bust off and, uh, you know, he's figuring out how to, uh, drive and boss baby's throwing out all these uh, <laughs> epic quotes, like these life quotes. Yeah. And, um, and so he throws out this one because this kid, he runs into his nemesis, right? Which is a tree. This tree is far off, but he's like dialed into this tree. He's like with all his might, he does not want to run into it, but he's so focused on it that he's <laughs> pointed himself right at it. 
right? So the boss baby says, you know, if you aim for failure, you'll always succeed, right? And the kid is like, what? <laughs> it's like aim away from failure, right? So focus on something else. But the thing you, you focus on becomes your target and your focus becomes your aim. So you aim yourself at the very thing you don't want because it's the only thing you're thinking about, right? People would be like, well, you know, I just don't want to be like my parents. Well, that's the only image they ever, <laughs> they know. They don't, they don't take time to learn a different one or practice other things. They just think, this is what I don't want to be like. But then people be like, well, that's exactly what I became like because it was the only thing you ever thought about. So repentance literally means to change the way you think. So if you find yourself going in a, in one direction, you're like, oh crap, that one's not working out. Well then about face and go into the right direction. But like you're talking about, it's not about sitting around in the guilt and the shame because the longer you do that, the, the, the longer it takes to get out of it, you get into this deep emotional negative downward spiral and you can live there. You, you can create the habits and just that becomes like the normal way of life. So it's like by focusing on, on those things, it only, it, it, it becomes the crock pot and you're in the crock pot of suck. So when you focus on, oh, I'm not good, or these are the sins, and I'm scared to, right? People are scared. Like, you know, you want to please God, but you're you're afraid to, to sin. You're afraid you're going to mess up, and then God's going to hate you. Well, that's a misunderstanding of who God actually is and what the kingdom of heaven actually is, right? When you become adopted into sonship, like you become part of the family, you don't get booted just because you ended up with a bad attitude or you bit your sister or you know whatever like these you you're becoming you're growing in maturity which is a process but when you understand that while you're in the process you're not disqualified it doesn't you know because I, I used to be like that i mean you know you, you have a thought and you're like oh crap now i need to go like confess it to somebody or i need to do you know this and that and you get all guilt and shamed about it and it's like until something else happens i can't be free and that's just a misconception and the whole ploy is to get you so focused on that that you and you you become so terrified of sin that that becomes your master is this 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 because whatever you become afraid of, right, you give power to. And it's like sin becomes the very thing that you begin to worship. It's the only thing you ever think about. It's the thing you're terrified of. It's the thing you can't figure out how to beat. It's because it's the only thing you ever think about. <laughs> but to be justified means that you're declared righteous, which means you come into the room, Jesus calls out your name and says, that guy right there is righteous. Righteousness is a legal term. It's not based upon your emotional state. It's not based upon the circumstances. It's a legal term, right? Your citizenship is, is a legal thing. Meaning like you have rights and privileges because of your citizenship. So just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean they can just do whatever they want to you. They can't just throw you in jail or take away all your stuff, whatever. I mean, there's laws that protect you from these different kinds of things. Well, being this legal term of citizenship gives you rights and privileges to those things. Well, being justified means that you're declared righteous. And the thing about righteousness, again, is that it's not based upon your emotional state but it is based upon faith yeah but it's like you know and, and a couple of different times you know Paul talks about 
you know, the fact that the fullness of the deity lives inside of Jesus. This is like a second Colossians, Colossians two, whatever. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness, right? And then further down or something, you know, it says, you know, if you continue in the faith, it's just this concept there is like, if, 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 if you continue in the faith, but here, like this saying isn't, isn't about fear or doubt or worry. It's to push you into belief that what Jesus did wasn't based upon your mental state. It wasn't based on the amount of knowledge you had, uh, how successful you are in, in, in your disciplines or this and that it's faith in what Jesus did is what brings about righteousness. It's not about how many different things you can do, right? It's about, could you in Jesus name, maybe for the first freaking time, tap into what real righteousness actually is, which isn't based upon you. It was based upon him, which gave you access to everything. So it's not, it's not about how many things you did wrong today or how many things you did right, you know, like, cause you can be doing the right things for the wrong reasons and it'll jack you up. You can be, you know, trying to serve people, giving all your money, do all these things. But if your motivation is like, well, if I don't do this and God doesn't love me, it's like, I just, I can't mess up. I do this. You know, everything you do is out of fear and anxiety and worry and doubt. And that junk, that's where people say, well, I got burned out. You got burned out because you don't actually, you're, you're doing good things, but they're for the wrong reasons. And so they produce malfunction. Because like fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, identity crisis, those things aren't of the kingdom. So it's like, yeah, it talks about like godly sorrow actually brings about repentance where like worldly sorrow just wants to kill you. So if you find yourself marinating for days in sorrow, it's not from the kingdom because sorrow from the Holy Spirit of God who lives inside of you brings about this desire to take action and to fix it. Where worldly sorrow there's like, it's so vague. It's just an emotion. It's not clear. You don't know what to do. You don't even know if you did anything wrong, but you've got this emotion. So you're just like, oh my gosh, right? That's that, that frustration of just epic fog and, and uh, blurriness. That's that junk. That's, that's, that's a, a sign that that ain't from the kingdom. But yeah, godly sorrow actually brings about repentance. God is a God of function, man. For real though. So seeing him in the correct light and seeing yourself in the correct light is vitally necessary. So to be sanctified means to be made holy. Paul says, no, may you be like, may that be the state of your being sanctified through and through spirit, soul, body, right? We're talking about the invisible, what connects us to God, what we actually are soul. We're talking about the mind and the heart, the conscious and the subconscious mind body. We're talking about, this flesh thing we see every day. May you be sanctified through and through so that you'd be epically blameless at the coming of Jesus. But like a soldier, right? Doesn't get all caught up in civilian affairs. No, instead, he's got a purpose. He's trying to please his commanding officer. Uh, an athlete wins the victor's crown if they run according to the rules. And the farmer is the first to reap the rewards. So my good peoples, be, to be sanctified means to be made holy. 
to be justified, to be declared righteous, and to be set apart for the purposes of the kingdom. Right? To be the people who establish the will of God on earth. If you see something that doesn't look like the will of God, feel free to bring in the correct image of who God is. Feel free to bring in some healing, some restoration, some wholeness, some correct thinking. Bring some peace, some joy. My good peoples, until next time. Peace!